Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Ryan, I feel like we haven't done a show together in forever. We keep having to, like, replace each other. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah, I guess I wasn't here. No. Yeah, you were here I last week. I wasn't here last week. You weren't here the week before that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's been oh. a while. It's been a while, which is good because I'm super stoked to talk to you about Spider-Man tonight because uh, it is amazeballs. So. I'm excited that you're playing. I Honestly, this is how long we've, we've, we've chatted and, and that's where we talk about video games on our podcast about video games. We don't often do it <laughs> outside of the podcast. So I was surprised to hear that you were playing Spider-Man. Not that I didn't think you would enjoy such a fantastic game, but uh, we just haven't talked about it <laughs> and it snuck up on me honestly like all of a sudden oh spider-man's here yeah it totally snuck up on me too like i kind of vaguely knew it was coming in september but like um the reason i wasn't here last week is i was away at dreamhack montreal so i kind of had like dreamhack like on my mind and then all of a sudden like twitter just like exploded with how amazing spider-man was and i was like crap that was this week okay so i literally just started playing today because yesterday even like i didn't want to do anything by the time we actually got back from montreal really really late on monday night and then tuesday i had like all the angry chicken stuff and we had raid and like it just i felt like i was just go 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 so like literally yesterday i laid on the couch and watched netflix all day hmm. i watched like an entire season of skin wars <laughs> i was skin just like wars. yeah it's a body painting competition it's reality tv it's turn your brain oh, off and so just they watch. do the nudie painting yes the new yeah there's lots of titties ryan lots of titties <laughs> oh, that, went, that went right there <laughs> sure but yeah so uh so yeah anyways i uh i didn't actually start playing until today and i think i played like seven or eight hours straight like it was it was really fun and we'll cool. get into more spider-man talk in a minute but before we do we have a couple of uh little announcements to get out of the way at the top of the show Extra Lifetime is here. So we are not 100% sure exactly when we are going to be doing our Extra Life Marathon because my schedule in October, November is crazy. Uh, and so I'm not 100% sure when we're going to do our stream. As per usual, Extra Life is on the same weekend as BlizzCon, so obviously I won't be here. So we would have had to do a separate night anyways. But um, there are quite a lot of events coming up in uh, and conventions coming up in November. So I'm not 100% sure what our schedule is going to look like, but we are going to do Extra Life again this year. So if you're interested in coming and joining our team, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2018, all lowercase, and that will take you to our team page where you can then go and sign up. I know, Ryan, I haven't made my page yet. Mm -hmm. Ryan, you're on top of these things. So uh, <laughs> anything specific that you're planning to do this year with or without me? <laughs> uh, well, I think that uh, I'm looking forward to the main event once we've uh, solidified what that weekend will be or, or what the plans are. I think the main plan right now is that Extra Life is a thing we are doing. We're going to play video games for a long amount of time, up to maybe even 24 hours. Uh, the team is open Certainly join it if you're looking to raise money for the kids. We've already got three uh, members on the team, uh, including some folks from last year or previous years. So I'm really looking forward to that. Prizes. I have purchased many a humble bundles since last year. So expect some free video games if you donate and some other fun stuff. Uh, I've had a few people reach out and say, hey, I want to donate a prize to someone who donates and all that fun stuff. So more details will be added to the pages as we go forward, but as of right now, just keep it in the back of your mind, and we'll certainly be reminding you over the next couple of weeks as well. Absolutely, and I know, like, I mean, 
so many games and so many companies seem to be focusing on multiplayer now versus like when we first started doing Extra Life, like what, six or seven years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, there seem to be so many more options to play. So I'm actually super stoked to do um, Overcooked 2. I think that that is a really, really fun, high energy kind of a, a game that might get us through. Plus, you know, there's so many horror multiplayer options on the market now. So I find that the horror games overnight keep me quite awake because of all the adrenaline so yeah and i'm just glad that choices. yeah and i'm just glad that fortnite came out because we wanted to play PUBG. that's my that favorite true? part about this year in comparison to last year which that's something i haven't actually tried yet <laughs> is the new uh call of duty battle royale but i hear it's amazing so oh. that might that might make it into the rotation as well we'll have to see but yeah, don't worry, Ryan. We we won't do any PUBGing. There are many, many battle royales now that are actual functional games, so you I won't have to worry that. about getting into PUBG or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had some good times last year. We've got lots of ideas for this year. Uh, we're just not 100% sure when our marathon stream is going to occur, but we will let you guys know in the coming weeks what our plans are going to be. Ryan, you have another piece of housekeeping here. What is your big announcement in case you guys missed it earlier on Twitter? Yeah, so uh, last week, Crofton was on the show with me, uh, Crofton Steers. We teased a new project. It's called Dungeons and Diapers. It is out right now courtesy of tgi studios so if you go to tgistudios.com slash d n d so if we ever do a D, &D show proper man you're gonna have to tack a two on, on the end of it because we've already taken that short url so if you go to TGI i don't understand why you didn't make it d-a-d because it's dungeons and diapers which <sighs> would shorten to dad what are you doing to me <laughs> why didn't you make that comment earlier because now i look like a fool <laughs> i didn't even think about that <laughs> Whoa. Dude. Seriously. Uh, that's right, hilarious. Well, just cancel everything. I think, yeah, I think you have to change it now. I don't even I, know if you can change it now. Oh, I can change it. Don't worry. I, I can change it. And, and, uh, that's hilarious. And until we start a D&D &D podcast, D&D &D will still go to the right spot. But from now on, it is definitely tgistudios.com slash dad. Because <laughs> what was I thinking? Crofton, I if you're know. listening to this, good sir, you've let me down for the first and last time no uh <laughs> so anyways dungeons and diapers is a new show where croft and i talk about our parenting lives as well as uh enjoying our, our geeky stuff like video games and tvs and movies so it's it's not like gamers in and that we're just going to talk about video games it's more about the experience of of uh what it's Being like a geeky parent yeah what it's like to be a geeky parent what it's like to to get video game time in what it's like to be a podcaster uh and the first two episodes the first one's up uh, it was recorded in april the second episode that will go up next week was recorded in july but i do promise that uh future episodes will be released uh, much quicker than every three months so it's, it's just well yeah and i mean you guys don't know this but let me in uh let me just kind of bring you behind the curtain for a second sure. here Let's um ryan yeah, Ryan is a perfectionist, so <laughs> Ryan very much does like pilot episodes for everything and edits things and doesn't like just release things off the cuff right. versus me that's like, yeah, let's do a show. All right, hit record. Okay, I made a stupid point. Who cares? Publish. <laughs> They're well, two very different podcasting styles. <laughs> it, it's interesting you mentioned that because with this one, it just came down to the fact that it, it took me seven months to actually sit down and do the art. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was texting you, that was literally the day I sat down and, and started working on the art. So it's, it's, it was a busy summer. And also I didn't, we didn't want to start 
releasing the episodes because uh, Crofton, between the first episode and the second, he had his second child. And there's one thing about having a newborn. It's that it's very hard to get an hour of quiet recording time right. uh, and, and continue to have, uh, you know, a happy, happy partner. So or a happy uh, first child. So it's it's just one of those things where in combination of a bunch of things going on, maybe a bit of it was like trying to make sure we had we had the right format, the right uh, the right editing done. But yeah, it was just we wanted to make sure that Crofton was in a good spot and that I was in a good spot to actually record uh, future episodes. So check it out, tgistudios.com slash dad, and you'll be able to see the first episode. Subscribe, let us know what you think. Feedback is key, especially early on with these new podcasts. Uh, so far, it's been it's been really good to hear everybody's feedback. So please, please get that to me as well. I'm looking forward to you guys talking about things like, you know, mm-hmm. when you start introducing your kids to like screen time, like phones and iPads and things like that. And, yeah. you know, all, like all those kind of like parenting in the whatever century we're in at 21st century. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> one. And I don't think... I don't think there's a right answer, and I also don't think my experience a good discussion. <laughs> is the right answer either. Because this game that we're going to talk about, I said to Caden, like, let's—he was stoked to play Spider-Man, and that was not a good thing, a uh, good parenting choice, especially early on in the game, because it starts with like some serious gun stuff, and I'm like, oh, maybe we should just swing around for a bit, <laughs> you know? Uh, but Spider-Man is is uh, fantastic. This game. By Insomniac uh, Games, it's a Sony PS4 exclusive, and I think a lot of people have been talking about Spider-Man. So, like, what what we start this conversation with will be like, yeah, we get it. It's a really great game. But I, I, I'm curious, like, have you played a lot of the other Spider-Man games that have come out in the past uh, that were based on the movies and stuff? I definitely have not. Okay. Um, I've kind of steered clear of them. I wasn't a huge Spider-Man movie fan before it kind of all got rebooted and integrated into the Marvel universe. So I felt like that was uh, just like all the old ones. I think I was working at the theater when like the first Spider-Man Tobey Maguire movie came out. Oh, interesting. And uh, I never actually saw it until it was like literally the last day it was going to be in theaters and everyone had been like, oh my God, it's the best movie ever. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go see it. And then I was like, this this was not the best movie ever, you guys. This was kind of meh. (laughs) It's interesting. So you you worked at a theater. So I've had this incident where I go to the movies and I get my popcorn at the concession stand and then they say, have a good movie. And then I say, you too. And then I feel like a complete jack and ape has that ever did that happen to you when you were in a theater i need you to confirm this for me or is it just me who's just misspeaks constantly oh no people say stuff like that all the time but uh yeah yeah don't worry you're not alone (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you you're not a big fan of the spider-man the original spider-man movies and you know what looking back maybe they don't they probably don't hold up uh as well as we'd, we'd like to think but i think the best thing for this game is that they've kind of I'm hoping what they're what they're trying to do, but what they've kind of done is they've illustrated that they've created this the the MGU, the Marvel game universe, maybe mm. because they've set up this world where Spider-Man is has been a thing for eight years. You've got all the Spider-Man villains and characters and heroes, uh, but there's also little underlying things like the Avengers towers in there. It's it's very present on the skyline. Uh, a lot of the the locations around the city are, you know, Marvel Universe is just there's a lot of stuff going on in New York and it's all present. 
through collectibles and even just the the landmark challenges where you're taking photos and stuff so i'm i'm interested in what this game is but i'm also interested in what this game maybe means for the future of of marvel games you know because this this they did a really good job with it yeah it feels like a really good set piece that they could you know reuse for i don't know uh even like a Doctor Strange game or like a, <laughs> you know, an Iron Man game or whatever. Like the, the base that they've built here is super solid. And the thing that I think was probably the best choice that they made when it came to the Spider-Man game is like tying it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not making it beholden to that. So by skipping ahead to the point where he's in, or I guess finished college and graduated and has a job now, like he's still young enough that he feels like Spider-Man because Spider-Man was always one of the younger comic book heroes, right? So he still feels like young. This is still a young Spider-Man, but he's not in high school. He's not in college. Like he's past all that. Enough time has passed that whatever the events are that we're super uh, familiar with from like the cinematic universe have already happened years and years and years ago. And, and even then, it's like some of the things that I'm familiar with from the first Spider-Man films, like, are thrown totally out the window. Like, this is a whole new, different canon. And mm -hmm. it's a really, really interesting story because he has that, like, extra little bit of freedom, right? Like, he's living on his own now, so he doesn't have to worry. Like, he's still in this I guess, iteration of Spider-Man. Aunt May doesn't seem to know that he is Spider-Man, so there's still that level of kind of secrecy. And uh, I think it was a really good choice for them to kind of age him a little to the point of independence without, like, losing the Spider-Man feel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they didn't just do another high school trip gets bitten by a spider game. Like, <laughs> they're kind of picking up a story at the point where he's already a superhero, which I think is a really good choice. Yeah, because the entirety of New York, especially early on in the game, is is basically like, hey, Spidey, you're real cool. He's working with the cops. Uh, he's got a great relationship with, uh, you know, the, the police officers in the city. And, and basically all the emergency response, because all of the crime stuff that pops up, like, they're totally cool with Spider-Man swooping in. You can walk right up to them. It's not like in the original Spider-Man trilogy... And even in the MCU Spider-Man, where he doesn't have that relationship uh, with the city like he does in this game, where it's been years, uh, and it's and it's there where where he can he can kind of show up and not get hurt or, or shot yeah. at by by the good guys. So they've said I think the eight years you know that they, they drop in game is kind of is it was a really smart move because it allowed them to focus on sort of the established. Uh, the Spider-Man that's established himself in New York, but they still balanced it with a, with something that felt like he's been there for eight years, but there's still stuff for Spider-Man to do. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the city hasn't been really cleaned up and they, they do a great job. Like I, you said you'd only played for, for a day. I basically been playing this every waking moment since uh, every, every free moment that I've had since Friday. And they do, they do a really good job uh, of sort of, taking all of the characters you know of spider-man like all the villains and kind of pushing them aside and being like we're not going to really focus on that and and we're going to move them off the side you're not going to see these folks and they introduce new characters and 
and it still feels like there's enough enemies to go around. Like you're 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 doing enough in the game where you're not feeling like, okay, when are we going to get to the bad guys here? Um, what I found really interesting is I feel like they actually tied it into more of like the Netflix TV series. So mm-hmm. like the the Jessica Jones, the Daredevil, like there's a couple of references like where the um, bad guys in Hell's Kitchen are actually talking about Daredevil and there and even the big main bad guy that you take down literally right at the start of the game this is not a huge spoiler you guys but Mm -hmm. basically you take down fisk who i'm 99 percent sure unless i'm getting my like shows mixed up but i'm pretty sure that that was the guy that daredevil was going after like that's daredevil's big like yeah in both the movie daredevil and the netflix series like fisk is is the bad guy that that is sort of uh, the kingpin and yeah. uh, it's it, it is really interesting that a that a Sony exclusive PS4 game is kind of treating this as a as a universe, and we don't know like whether this game is part of a of a you know a Marvel game universe or whether it's just this is the Sony universe, and then uh, Square Enix Crystal Dynamics is working on an Avengers game, you know, and they. You know, Spider-Man references the Avengers in mm-hmm. this game, and you see the Avengers Tower. So they exist in this universe, but is that the same Avengers that Crystal Dynamics is working on? Like, it gets in that weird... It'll be interesting to see what they do, and, and honestly, they could do either. They could both exist in, in parallel, sort of, separate universes. Yeah, their own, like, bubbles, yeah. But it'd be really, really interesting to see them sort of feed off each other, mm-hmm. you know, in because they've established that in this game that you know spider-man is not part of the avengers it's a separate team you know he Mm -hmm. makes reference to that a couple times there's a lot of reference to to tony stark so he's at least had you know uh, an impact on spider-man with the some of the suits you can lock but uh yeah i the possibilities for the future are just really bright in terms of when you look what they've done with the mcu and thinking like man it'd be really really cool if they could do that with video games because man batman kind of fell off the loop there with their games and yeah really great to see this go i feel like i'm i'm of two minds here because i really 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 enjoyed the batman games as like a standalone experience and i wouldn't want to see batman feed into a superman game feed into a justice league game Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel the same way about this is like i like that spider-man exists in the same universe as these other characters but he's not like his story isn't really tied into theirs necessarily at least so far as far as i can tell like i haven't run into jessica jones i haven't run into luke cage i haven't you know fought beside iron man or anything like that and i don't feel like my story is something like along the lines of um winter soldier where it's like it's kind of a Captain America movie, but also kind of an Avengers movie because it's all part of one larger plot. You know, Thor Ragnarok kind of felt the same way in some places. Like, I like that it's just you're getting the Spider-Man story and the Spider-Man experience and all the extra stuff is like nice tie-ins without directing the story too Mm -hmm. much. So that's kind of where I'd like to see them stay. And I feel like they'll probably be able to do that with an avengers video game but again i'm wondering how much that's actually going to like tie tie in and pull the story if at all like we don't really know yeah if we spider-man and avengers if spider-man's even going to be in that avengers game or i'm not if sure he is, if it'll tie into uh the spider-man story that we're seeing right now who knows but 
I want to take a couple minutes and talk about the actual mechanics of this game because mm -hmm. I feel like um, a couple of physics things aside, the traversal in this game is really super fun. Mm. Every once in a while, it makes no freaking sense, but just let <laughs> like it happen. Can... Just lay back yeah. and swing. But you it know? still feels good. Like you, you swing into something super duper fast, and somehow you're then able to just run up the side of it. It's like totally changing your momentum and direction. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, yeah. but it feels really good. And if you can get pretty high up and get some momentum going, then like you can get across the city very, very quickly. Which yeah. is a good thing, because this is a pretty big map. Well, yeah, and eventually you will unlock fast travel. But honestly, like, I found I wasn't really using fast travel. Why would you travel. ever fast travel? Yeah, unless I was being, <laughs> unless I I wanted to beeline it to a to a separate story beat. Like, there's some story missions, or not story, Some there's a side mission where it's like, oh, this is clearly happening in this part of the map, and I just warp there just to kind of get there. But honestly, I wasn't using it as much as maybe the developers wanted me to, because swinging along the map once you progress through this game it just adds so many different side stuff for you to do it's like collectibles and whatnot there's a lot of them mm -hmm. uh so you can there's so much to do on your way to the ne next objective and you're right zipping along and swinging there's there's three main ways of traversal in terms of swinging you've got your normal swing and then there's like the zip pull where you can you can go point to point and then as you go point to point you can time your x buttons and it's it's just the whole game and the skill sets are basically for traversal is just to keep you moving forward. Every yeah. time you stop, pushing the X button just shoots you right off. You're you're not standing still for very long. Like if you time mm -hmm. your buttons right, you can just keep on going and it's super fast and super uh just you you feel like Spider-Man while you're doing this. Uh, yeah, they crazy. did a good job of capturing like how Spider-Man moves or like how we've seen him move in in movies and tv and stuff in the past and you know even the the hanging upside down poses and the you know a lot of the traversal and movement feels really good in the game and then you get into combat mm. and the combat feels okay but i don't love it it doesn't yeah. quite feel as smooth and polished as similar combat because it's very, very similar to like the Batman combat style, mm -hmm. right? Like you've got punch, 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 do a cool move, fill up a meter. You have a dodge that, you know, lights up around your head when you should dodge and counter and stuff like that. And But it just um, doesn't feel to me as smooth as some others. Yeah, it's... But there's some cool effects. There are some really cool effects. It's very easy to get overwhelmed uh, as Spider-Man in this one. Uh, in comparison to Batman, there was a lot more crowd control options that in Batman that allowed you to kind of zip around and you were caught off guard very much. I found in Spider-Man when I was letting my guard down, I would often get swarmed and Spider-Man is a small dude. And I think mm. that's the biggest thing for this game is just you can't, even though... It, takes so much from batman you can't play the combat like batman uh, no and but then i find that uh for instance like when you web up an, an enemy to kind of like cc them for a couple seconds i feel like they break out like 
very, very, very quickly. By the time yeah. I've webbed them and turned back to the crowd and gotten back in the fight, they're free already. And I'm like, oh, well, what was even the point? And then some of them, especially like the big brute guys, have the charge. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, I just webbed you. Like my web slinger thing isn't even recharged yet. <laughs> yeah, there are there are other gadgets. Like there's the, the, the new gadget that you get pretty early on, like the impact web which is mm. which is much more for crowd I control keep forgetting i keep forgetting to use those yeah it, the web the web shooter i think is more your just default shoot some web you, you don't i don't find i wasn't often using it and the the further you get in the game the more you play this game and you kind of get used to the combat you do kind of realize the gameplay loop and, and how to how to find that effective you know combat loop because i found early on i, I agreed with you early on i was kind of like man this combat is it's kicking my butt like it's not it's not clicking like batman was even though i know it's there it's just for some reason it's not clicking and then as you go forward start to get some skills unlocked and you realize you have to use, like traversal you have you have to think like spider-man so you're constantly like throwing people up in the air you're webbing them with your gadgets you're you're zipping around so there's the ability to to hit the triangle button and zip around across the across the way and hit that dude so it's less about crowd control and more about just picking enemies out, uh, constantly like grabbing objects and swinging them around for crowd control to kind of keep people away that's, from you. Yeah, that's something else that um, it took me a few encounters to really start doing was mm -hmm. using, because I found it really awkward because it's like the two bumper buttons you have to hit at the same time when you're also facing the thing that you want to pick up. And it just, I don't know, for some reason, when I'm doing the rest of my combat things, that was just a really awkward move for me. But you're right. Once I started doing that a little bit more often, it did tend to, because it basically does a, a knockback and then a big, like, hit on whoever you throw the object at. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and there's think, more, there's, like, the perfect dodge that you unlock eventually, like in Batman, where if you counter at the right moment, you'll do, like, an instant sort of take down so in this instance if you dodge right at the right moment when your spidey sense goes from white to blue you will shoot a little webbing at them and effectively doing a a bit of a crowd yeah control. it like blinds them right yeah Which is, it, yeah web wrap the face <laughs> yeah it, it just there's a lot there's a lot early on the combat feels a little sluggish but then as you unlock more uh more skills and kind of get used to the combat uh there's just a lot more tools available that that remove it from just like get in there and hit people with square because that if you're doing that that you can easily get overwhelmed and mm -hmm. and it's not it is a way to play but it's kind of like the game kind of punishes you if you try to do it that way sometimes yeah I it's found. it's not easy to to brute force your way through no um so combat aside mm -hmm. and traversal traversal aside what do you think about just like the mechanics of like doing the landmark photos and the and the collectibles and things like that? Yay or nay? Uh, I'm I love collecting stuff, and I will be the first to say if if collecting things are boring, like because there is a way to do it where it's the way they've done this. I think is is the right way to set up collectibles, and that you ping the map, they show up. And because it's a very vertical game, like if they're close enough, they show up and then there's a beacon of light. So you know mm -hmm. exactly where they are on the depth of, of, of buildings and stuff. And some of them just offer like a little tidbit. Uh, others offer, you know, a little side quest. Like some of the some of them have you like chasing pigeons and others have you doing, you know, certain stations. 
and progressing the story in, in that way. But you're also earning tokens to upgrade your gadgets and and stuff like that. Right. It's all it's all part of your crafting system. So yeah. there's there's a few different things that you can do in the game. There are um, like random crime pop-ups that you can complete that give you tokens. There's research stations. There are backpacks. So you find, you know, old backpacks that which I like that mechanic of mm. the collectibles, the fact that it's like when he was a kid in high school, he was running around with a backpack and then, you know, had to go all Spidey. And we even have seen him do it in the movies for sure, mm -hmm. where he just like webs his backpack in a back alley and then goes off and is Spider-Man. So that's basically uh, the backpacks are webbed all over the city. And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot I put this here. And yeah. you know, they, so there's all kinds of little bits and pieces in there. Some of them are story beats and but all of them give you these backpack tokens. Um, there's also like we mentioned, the landmarks, you can take pictures of landmarks and that gives you a token. And then all of these tokens. Oh, you can also take out fists um, like bases. Mm -hmm. So they're like construction sites around the city where you can go and defeat these kind of random enemies and get tokens that way. And then they all combine in different ways. And it might take, you know, two crimes, two backpacks and a landmark to make a gadget. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a, a currency sort of a crafting system. Yeah. And but you unlock things by doing more and more in the game, like yeah. exploring kind of. And I never found, you know, I'm, I'm further on. I've I've I'm in the act three, which is like the final act. I've, I've been playing the game quite a bit. Uh, and it's, I never found outside of the crimes because the crimes pop up all over the place. And sometimes it's like, ah, eh, I'm going to be, a you know, a, an ignoring friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and not, not go do that. Matt was getting so mad at me for that because the crime would pop up and I was like, eh, I need to go take a photo of a landmark. He was like, what? That's <laughs> not a very Spider-Man thing to do. I'm like, I'm working on collectibles right now. Some, sometimes you just, you know, you got to go, well, you know what? Just the cops will get this one. Uh, you yeah, know. exactly. They got to they got to earn their paychecks. Let's go. Well, they, they <laughs> I can't you know, do also you, you got to give them a win. Like, oh, it's just a mugging. Like, they'll be fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it's like a, a rogue vehicle that's been stolen and the guys like running around and stuff, it's like, OK, maybe I'll go and get him because like the cops, you know, I, I mean, it, it's uh, yeah, I've certainly, you know, dove into the way of those sometimes. And that's really been the only time where I've like, oh, I need more crime tokens. Um, and some of the tokens that you need are for for side quests that uh or, or side activities that don't pop up right away like they they space it out enough you know just when you think like okay i kind of got the collectibles down so far there's like three different types and then they add a new layer to it mm -hmm. and uh they've they really space those out through the first act and, and into the second and third as well where you feel like even if you've been doing collectibles nonstop throughout this the the story quests in act one and two there's still going to be more for you in in act 3. They don't they don't wipe the 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 slate clean just because you've progressed the story far enough. Like they're always adding stuff and the crimes are always populating here and there, but I've seen some some feedback that the game is not as populated as as people would like to see, but it's quite dense, I thought. Like there's a lot in there to do as you're traversing from point to point. So I I don't know I, I yeah, and I felt way. like um, when it comes to all of the, the crimes and the side quests and stuff, I feel like they very much fit 
the game and the story and the Spider-Man character. Like they all feel like things that, yes, I absolutely would go and help with, even though I'm, you know, like trying to do a larger thing. I still feel that, yes, I should go try and stop that mugging. I should go and try and stop that um, robbery. Like all of these things are things that I feel like Spider-Man would do because he is very much a, a kind of boots on the ground sort of a superhero. He isn't Tony Stark up in his high tower. He mm -hmm. is, you know, down on the ground helping the common folk <laughs> mm -hmm. with all of their problems. So whenever I get pulled aside by a crime in progress or even like going around and taking photos of, of landmarks kind of makes sense because, you know, Peter Parker is a photographer. So that I feel like they, they did tie and I already talked about the backpack thing. I feel like they tied in the side things and the collectibles in a really interesting way that fit the character. So I'm, I'm enjoying that too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like without going into actual like story spoilers, yeah. if there's, is there anything else that you necessarily wanted to mention? Any other parts of the game that were yays or nays for you? Uh, just the whole thing is just put together in a way it's hard to think of anything sort of negative about the experience. I mean, the only thing you, I could probably chalk up as a negative is that it's only available on, on PS4. And I know folks that own, you know, don't own a PS4 and they may be. So are you, fans. are you playing on a PS4 or the like pro plus whatever? Uh, just, one? just a normal PS4. But yeah, me too. And I, and that was kind of one thing that I did notice a little bit when I was playing through is like some of the loading screens take a really long time. And yeah. every once in a while, there's like a bit of a like visual, like glitch ish lag thing. Like it's never, it never like crashes my game. It never really disrupts it too much, but it's like every once in a while, I definitely have noticed like sometimes when I move between zones, when I'm zipping around as Spider-Man, it kind of goes, oh, oh, right. Okay. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few dips and you're right. The loading, the loading times are just a tad bit longer than you want them to be, but you're right. Like uh, occasionally there is a, a bit of a dip, but visually the game looks fantastic and i and i imagine only on the ps4 pro and, and a 4k television this thing would look even better like i i honestly yeah. don't want to see it, it on a 4k television because then i probably will need to go buy a 4k television i i i'm gonna stick with 1080p because that's what i can afford <laughs> at this yeah. point in time but uh, i yeah. i really want like this game has made me want to get the pro because it just seems like it would be amazing <laughs> yeah it's tempting. Certainly is. I, I think maybe once there's a deal It's a very on. beautiful cityscape for sure. Yeah, I think personally, like when it comes to the enhanced console editions, like the Xbox One X or the PS4 Pro, uh, I think I would probably opt for the PS4 Pro just because there are more games coming out that I would love to see in an, in, in a 4K you know setting uh, on the PS4. Because I, I just... I. I just think there are more games for it. Like you had God of War, now you have Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, just so many of these single-player games that that speak to me as a gamer, but also to the experience of wanting those high-fidelity graphics, like a single-player game where you're not worried about rendering what other characters are doing or other players are doing. You're just worried about the experience of of a of a, solo of a player. single player. Yeah. So like, yeah. It, I, I I've not seen a PS4 Pro running. I've never I've never had a chance to experience it. But from what I hear, like it is a incremental 
upgrade, but to the point where if you have the 4K television and you're playing on a PS4 Pro, like, you do notice it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, Crofton... But that being said, this 1080 on the PS4 still looks awesome. Yeah, oh, it looks great. And and even if you were playing, you know, just the PS4 normal on a, on a 4K television, I think you would see... You would definitely see the the work that's been put into this game in a, in a, in a higher fidelity because there is that upscaling. But uh, yeah, this game just looks amazing. And I, I mean, not to go, we won't go into spoilers of the story, but the story is certainly something to be experienced, spoiler free. There's stuff in there that there are surprises, even though this is a franchise that has been mined since the 70s. Like they've presented a story, to me as not a huge comic book uh, reader, they presented a story that kind of, it tells something new that I haven't experienced through the movies because they have kind of jumped ahead where the movie franchises have never been able to get to, you know, they don't last that long. So they've presented this timeline where like nothing's touched this maybe outside of some of the comics. Um, So I really do appreciate the story they're they're laying out as well. Yeah, me too. And again, like I know I keep going back to daredevil, but I almost feel, and it's probably just because of who the, the, enemy is at the start of the game but then also um and i'm not actually sure if it was the defenders or if it was jessica jones or mm. like i can't remember which uh netflix one there was but they definitely dealt with like the same sort of enemy in one of the marvel like it might have been the second season of daredevil i can't remember and i don't even think oh, the hand Oh, maybe that's it. Like the demons, like, I don't know if you've come across, you've probably come across the demons at this point. And they do feel very much like the hand, but they have the, I don't know, comic book fans would have to correct us on this, but I I feel like the demons and Mr. Negative are new, but I Mm. could be wrong. They probably are new. They just, it feels, like I said, I feel like this Spider-Man game story-wise is, feels a lot more like the Netflix TV show mm-hmm. Marvel universe than it does like the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, yeah. I just, I feel like they've tied it in to things that I'm more familiar with from the TV shows, but they're doing a really good job because mm-hmm. I think there's only two or three seasons of Marvel TV that I've actually finished on Netflix. A lot of them fall really, really flat for me and I haven't really enjoyed them. So the fact that, spider-man is reminding me of those stories while keeping my interest is means they're doing a very good job so yeah it, it is dark too like there's yeah there's guns there's there's uh, people get shot people uh there's death uh it's it's not a light story there's stuff that happens that is that, that can get uh, quite dark so like keeping that in mind is like because you think spider-man you think like oh it's the kid and he's zipping around no one's gonna hurt him <laughs> like you think of yeah. uh, spider-man homecoming like that game that movie just it kind of feels very light mm-hmm. uh in, in terms of what's going on there's still consequences and there are consequences in this game as well but but they don't pull punches when that's why i think you're right like it kind of reminds me of the netflix series like there aren't people getting impaled on on metal fences but they're there's still a lot of guns and a lot of gunshots yeah. and stuff. And, and uh, you know, so yeah, keep that in mind while you're playing it. Wanted to remind everybody that we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash the gamers in. You can also join up on our discord at bit.ly slash TGI discord. That is where we pull people from for game nights. That's where we do all of our voting. So again, head on over to patreon.com slash the gamers in if you'd like to support the show. 
We have a patron ad this week from Simon, who says Weekly News Desk is a podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. Brings us to our topic of the week. This week, we're talking all about Nintendo things. So there was mm-hmm. a Nintendo Direct that was delayed, but then rescheduled a few days later. So we've got a lot of new information from them, including one that I'm pretty excited about, which is Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. We're getting a new Luigi's Mansion title, and I freaking love this when it first came out on, what was that, like GameCube? <laughs> yeah, launch GameCube title. A lot of people are like, where's my Mario game? And personally, when this game came out on GameCube, I was like stoked because it was new, it was different, a lot of fun. And to this day, I regret uh, trading that game in during the GameCube era. I was like, oh, I'm never going to play this again. I hate trading in games. And like, that, this is probably why, because I was like, that one game that <laughs> you were in. scarred <laughs> yeah but but the fact that Louis, and when they were i watched this live um it just it was just a couple hours ago and when i watched it live it was like oh they're starting off with the 3ds this is the luigi's mansion remake because it didn't look pre-rendered but it also l- looked good enough that it might have been like an, an animated boost cinematic on a 3ds or something or like a promo and then it turns out it's luigi's mansion 3 and i'm like oh cool i'm really glad that they're continuing this franchise and and right because luigi's mansion 2 was a mobile like um it was 3ds yeah oh okay it was 3ds okay it was really good like luigi's mansion dark moon uh was was awesome and the fact that the original luigi's mansion is being remade on 3ds as well uh coming out next month is is awesome as well and and the fact that we're gonna have all three Luigi's Mansion games on a current system is just really cool. I didn't think Nintendo, you know, cared this much about this franchise, but uh, I'm glad that they're they're continuing it because I think it's going to make a great Switch game. Yeah, and the other thing that I'm really excited about that they talked about at, Ninten- at Nintendo Direct are all of the board games that they are porting onto the Switch mm-hmm. and how they're going to have support local multiplayer. So there were a couple, I'm going to have to look them up because I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think uh, Carcassonne was one of them, uh, Settlers of Catan, Pandemic. There's a lot of really good digital board games that they're actually bringing over to the Switch. So I'm interested to see what they do with that because uh, if I could just bring all those board games on just my Switch to go and play places, then I feel like that would be really good instead of dragging all of these board game boxes around with me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it was an interesting reveal where it's like we're bringing all these board games. And then when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I guess if if you could just bring your Switch and kind of lay it down flat and kind of play that, like it's very, it might not be for like a large gathering, but like a tent sort of like playing a, a board game in a tent or something when you're out camping or, or whatnot, like you just have some downtime. I think that's really a really neat feature. And and honestly, they, they announced some other things. Uh, you know, the board games reminds me of the unveil of Civilization VI on the Switch in terms of offering these very different console experiences that aren't normally experienced on a console. Like I know they kind of, they butcher some of the board games and like, yeah, there's a console version, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> the fact they're bringing Civ 6 over is just kind of mind-blowing that we're mm-hmm. going to get this on a console. Because uh, you played Civ 6. Like, can you see that transitioning to a controller very well? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting. And, and the same goes for board games. Like, uh, you know, Carcassonne is not a simple game. <laughs> Neither mm-hmm. is Catan. Um, but they even unveiled, like, Munchkin and 
uh, well, Catan and Munchkin were the two that they were saying were coming coming later. Are coming on, later, yeah. Which is it's, it's kind of crazy that they used the Switch to announce those. Like I mm-hmm. I know I know some of those board games, the digital board games, are a thing, but I didn't know they were like crazy popular or anything. But yeah. They also announced that with Nintendo Switch Online, there's going to be 20 classic Nintendo games, which is pretty cool because they're also going to give you the controller, the classic Nintendo controller. So it almost feels like they're basically building the NES Mini into this Nintendo Switch Online experience. Yeah, it. although those controllers look really weird when they're docked. Uh, it kind of looks like you're giving your switch some weird ears or something. Yeah. It threw me off, but I, th- I guess they're wireless. So a wireless NES controller to play NES games. Like it is interesting. The way you have to purchase those is also kind of a good, bad scenario where you have to be an online Nintendo subscriber, which makes sense. Cause I mean, you're only going to be able to play those NES games if you're subscribed to the to the online uh, service. Right. Uh, so you have to be subscribed to the online service to buy them. They're only compatible with the NES games that are going to be coming out through the service. And they're $80 for two controllers. That's $80 Canadian. Um, so it's basically the price on of On top of game. your online purchase, right? Yeah, your so on online, top of your Nintendo subscription. Switch online subscription, yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's, Which it's interesting. Which is actually, um, I can't remember if we had pricing points before this, mm-hmm. but I feel like I was pleasantly surprised when I saw how much the Nintendo Switch Online was going to cost. It's still a pain in the ass that they're charging us at all for online play, but that just seems to be the way that consoles do it now, so it is, I'm yeah. kind of just swallowing that pill and forgetting about it, but... Um, I was pleasantly surprised that it was, I think, $25 a year mm-hmm. for Nintendo Switch Online. Again, that's Canadian. I feel like it's like... It's $20 American. I, I want to say, yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't remember if it's 15 or 20 yeah. So it's affordable in a world of $60 PlayStation years yeah. and $60 Nintendo or um, Xbox years. So 25 is... Uh, a, like a sight unseen purchase for me like i can do the 25 a year and be like i can spare this but the 60 dollars for ps plus and xbox live i'm kind of like let's see if i can live without this you know mm-hmm. to invest for a year for 60 bucks like that's pretty much close enough to a brand new game but 25 i'm getting nes titles they're going to be adding them regularly at launches with 20 i want to see where this goes and i think nintendo Nintendo's always been very good at supporting their games post-launch with content, but the fact that they're maybe now going to tie the subscription cost to, you know, continuing support for Splatoon and for Mario uh, Tennis, like they've said, like, there'll be updates through to June 2019, and I think they've already announced with Splatoon 2 that, like, no, with the subscription, we're going to be keeping this this service alive, uh, and, and, and that's really cool. It's not very good if you're if you're not into those titles, but eventually I think like with Smash Brothers, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Like if they do the, I don't think they'll do free updates there, but it'd be good if they could do some free updates for that game. Um, but a paid online service, it, it's only as good as what you're offering for it. Like if you offer the same thing you offered before and now you're just charging for me, like that's not, that's not value added. So It'll be interesting to see what they do here with uh, in the future with the service. 
Yeah, and well, with the service, you also get uh, cloud saves, which is something mm. new to the Nintendo Switch. So again, something they haven't offered before. Everything was saved locally. So now you have the option to save your games to your cloud account in case anything bad happens, then you can re-download all of your saves. So that's, again, more value added to the service. So mm. like I said, I'm pleasantly surprised with the cost. It's probably something I'm going to sign up for and sign up for a year because this is what I always do with these services. But uh, just to keep the ability to play my Splatoon multiplayer is, I think, worth it for me. Again, I really wish that you didn't have to pay a subscription fee to play a part of a game that you already own. But yeah, well, me, that's. <laughs> That's the interesting part is actually Splatoon 2 isn't going to be supporting online saves because there's there was an article out there. I don't know if you caught it, but some games won't support cloud saving to prevent right. save tampering. Uh, and one of those games is Splatoon 2. So uh, you actually won't be able to back up that. Game. No, but I mean, like I can keep playing the multiplayer because the part of Splatoon I like is the PvP. So that doesn't right. have a save game associated with it anyways, but does no. require the Nintendo online in order to play. Oh, so I see what you're saying. That's and, what I'm talking about. Okay. Like the fact that playing the multiplayer part and having to pay to have access to that ticks me off and that's the only part of the game that I play anyways. But Yeah. I think it's just unfortunately the way the world works and, and I mean the only reason the PC doesn't do it is because there'd be a riot. And yeah it's just it's it's just the it's just the market i think and yeah like and steam does a lot of this stuff for free but i don't know maybe they maybe maybe eventually steam will have like a steam plus that you can subscribe to like and it'll just be don't the, give again, them any ideas ryan what are you I, doing i'm don't not giving them ideas. ideas honestly i'm sure it's on a whiteboard and they're just got to pull the trigger on it as soon as they need to but like i i would not be surprised if it's somewhere in that office being like okay when we need to we're doing this because like if you look at twitch they're doing it with like amazon prime and their free games you look at humble bundle they're doing it with their subscription like it's just it all depends on what the company can offer and i think with nintendo they've put their best foot forward and they're like yeah we're gonna give you free updated nes games because we know you like virtual console and we're not giving you that but we'll give you this which is starting with nes games and i mean like could we get super nes games down the road and then have some weird like super nes controllers we add on to the side like i just want to see what the n64 add-ons look like like if i have to yeah. slide those oh on. my god <laughs> that'd be amazing it'd be like you know just like weird i don't know i don't think they'll do they'll go that far but they'll certainly do a super nes it would not surprise me uh they also talked a little bit about yoshi's crafted world and i think that's going to be cool because i really liked yoshi's woolly world so this is the next kind of entry into that kind of space uh they also announced that they are bringing some final fantasy things uh seven nine and ten are all coming to the switch not eight though i don't know why but not eight but yeah. seven nine and ten are coming to the switch um and then as well as final fantasy 12 i guess yeah but yeah so there's some more final fantasy stuff that's been announced to be ported over to the switch so if you're a fan of final fantasy then go and check that out uh, is there anything else from this uh direct that really kind of caught your eye yeah so at the very end the, the you know the main guy says like okay like you need to watch to the very end we have one last thing for you and it starts out with like isabel from animal crossing uh kind of being like oh uh we're we're I know lots of people are camping and and smashing. We're waiting for the mayor to come back because the mayor is like the main character. 
Uh, the camping references, if you forgot, the the Pocket Camp, which I was like, right. camping, camping. Oh, right. The app they unveiled like last year that hasn't been doing so well. Or, or maybe it is. I just haven't played it. But then it was like, it turned out to be like a Smash fakeout trailer. So Isabelle is, is coming to Smash. And I'm sure people rioted. And if they hadn't said like, stick around to the very, very end. Because at the very end, it, it eventually once it makes it through like the Smash trailer, it comes back and it's Tom Nook. And he looks super depressed uh like he always does because he's 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 a money collector right like that's not an easy an easy life and uh he's like well i better make sure that i have this town ready for when everyone comes back and then it puts up like the animal crossing 2019 logo so the fact that they took the chance to troll everybody and then also unveil that animal crossing is finally coming back uh as a main (laughs) game uh on the switch i just that thing is going to like if that thing well that game is coming out in if it comes out in 2019 it's going to launch alongside the first mainline pokemon game on a on a home console in like 10 years like 2019 is going to be a huge year for nintendo switch if all these games uh come out in that year and nintendo's been very good at hitting their target dates you know yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy how well they've been doing with the launch of Switch and all the titles that they've been bringing up. Because I feel like we kind of had the conversation saying, you know, like 2017 was a really strong year for gaming in general and also for the Switch. And I feel like Nintendo's had another strong year in 2018. I know there's a few different Nintendo titles that we've purchased and played and have had a really good time and we're both still really enjoying our switches. And then to know that they're then rolling that into 2019 and they seem to have a lot of like, again, big tent pole titles from franchises that we love from the past. It, it seems like they're, they're hitting some really good strides with the switch and I'm impressed. I mean, I, I still stand by my, you know, 2015, 2016 statements of saying they should just license their stuff out onto other consoles, but the Switch is uh, pleasantly surprising me in terms of their ability to produce hardware that's actually good. Yeah. Um, I mean, 2018 has been a, for me, it's been a quiet year for the Switch. I can't remember. I don't even think, I look back, I don't even know if I've purchased a Switch game in 2018. Like a... Um, I, I bought Overcooked 2 for the Switch, but that definitely was a multiple platform game. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's been at least two, if not three this year. There, there's I certainly bought. been releases, yeah. but I mean, for someone who owned a Wii U and, and played a lot of those games, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of games that, that I just didn't need to buy because I'd already played them like Treasure Tracker yeah. and Donkey Kong and, and stuff like that. And Mario Tennis didn't really click for me but i mean you know 2018 was still a year where the switch was doing very well there was a lot of dlc i bought for for existing games those platoon mm. 2 and and uh mario plus rabbits but yeah i i'm i'm just really stoked that nintendo and sony are are, are having a, a grand old time making games that i want to play and i just i feel really bad about the xbox i just i think I think they've hung up their hat and been like, well, we'll see you next time, folks. Like, I don't even think there's a game coming out for Xbox this year or last year that I'm going to that I'm going to play or, or pick up. Yeah. See, if these was the big one for me. And even then I did that on PC. So, right. yeah, it's just unfortunate. Yep. But uh, they'll they'll catch up rebound eventually. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. <laughs> Way to end on a downer, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, Ryan. God. Game Pass is cool. I will give them that. Game Pass is is a really neat idea. So yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can visit us on the web over at gamersinpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn, at Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed live on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact over on Twitch. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you think about Spider-Man, please do so at info at gamersinpodcast.com. Thanks for staying at the Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. 